Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to episode number 433 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's your boy KB coming at you with a solo dolo show. And I just realized I didn't have the headphones on to make sure the audio's good. Uh, but it is a solo dolo, a little later upload because I had a four-day weekend. And, you know, I don't typically get a chance to relax and enjoy my, my weekends as much as I'd like. And this is the final weekend I have before hitting the road covering the Premier Lacrosse League for a bit. Uh, so I, I decided I was going to wait, be in a, a good, rested state of mind to record this episode and not get too ahead of myself with the topics we're going to talk about because they are a little heated. We're going to get a little heated talking about some of these things. Uh, we're talking we're talking Phils and uh, some Eagles things in the month of May. Who would have thought we'd be talking Eagles on this show in May, the way we like to decompress and kind of, you know, Wait a little bit more uh, before we start talking birds, but we got some Eagles topics that are very, very, uh, you know, on brand and, and some good question, food for thought questions uh, as well. But before we get started, make sure you guys are following us on the socials at Underground PHI on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Your boy's six followers away from 2K. That'd be Fuego, if we could hit that uh, by the end of the week. Who knows? Uh, but follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcast, Spotify. It really means a lot. really helps the numbers grow. Gives us a chance to help grow the show uh, to more you know, people. And, and you know, globally, we've been growing, so... Uh, you know, we're still cooking in Armenia as far as I can remember. I'm going to pull that up for the, the people live right now. Uh, we're still in the top 100 in Armenia, which is crazy. We've been there for about a month, um, if not longer. So shout out to the listeners over in Armenia. We are number 88 over in Armenia. Uh, we're in the top thousand in the U S on the sports charts. So that's fire as well. Um, so, you know, keep us cooking. Let's let's keep it rolling. Let's get some more countries on board with us in Armenia as well uh, as, you know, continuing to grow on the U.S. charts. Keep the numbers boost and subscribe, unsubscribe and resubscribe. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. And, of course, uh, only five stars because we have standards. We know you do, too, and we know they're five stars. And subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. Hit the like button, click the bell icon so you don't miss a single second of the content. Comment down below, all that good stuff. Let me know how you're feeling about the topics we're talking about, how you feel about the Phillies, the Eagles, Sixers, Flyers, Union, all that good stuff in the podcast reviews and on the YouTube comment section. Uh, 
but we're trying to cook those YouTube numbers up a bit, so make sure you subscribe. All you need is a Gmail account. Click the subscribe button, uh, and it, it is linked in all of our social accounts to go subscribe uh, to the YouTube channel. So just search Underground Sports Philadelphia, or if you're following us on the socials, just click the link in our bio. Uh, big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen, Maine Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, Tomahawk Shades, best small batch eyewear in the game. I got mine ready to rock and roll when I'm hitting the road this coming weekend going up to Albany, New York. You guys, summertime is here. It's Memorial Day. Get those Tomahawk Shades on your faces when you're outside so you protect those eyes. Go to TomahawkShades.com and use code USP for 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. That's promo code USP at checkout at TomahawkShades.com for 25% off your entire order from the homies over at Tomahawk Shades. Kenwood Beer, it's the summer of Kenny. Go to KenwoodBeer.com and use the Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. Crack open an ice-cold Kenny, enjoy your long weekend, and enjoy the summer of Kenwood. you got to be 21 or older to do so, and of course, please drink responsibly. And the boys over at Bino, go to BinoBoard.com, use our code BINOUSP, that's B-I-N-H-O-U-S-P, for 10% off your order. That includes the Ultraviolet Limited Edition board, that includes the Team USA and Team Mexico merch, and that includes the new Bino dad hats that are available at BinoBoard.com. All the good stuff over there, 10% off your order with code BINOUSP. Let's get into it. The Phillies get absolutely embarrassed since the last time we spoke on Wednesday uh, when you guys listened to the episode. Um, I believe they split with the Braves, if I'm not mistaken. I like The, the Mets series has clouded my, my brain about what happened previously. They obviously absolutely blow that game against the Braves where they should have won it. Um, so, yeah, they split with the Braves. They could have taken three out of four, and we would have been feeling real good going into this Mets series, except for the single fact that the Phillies get swept in New York by the stupid fucking New York Mets. Uh, they lose on Friday, 8-6. to six. They lose on Saturday, 8-2. to two. And then last night, in just disastrous fashion, lose 5-4. to four. They give up a home run and first career hit to a guy to tie the game, and then Eduardo Escobar walks the Mets off. Um, this team is dead in the water, and it's Memorial Day. The Phillies right now, as it sits in the NL East, are currently 21-27 and 10.5 and games back in the division on Memorial Day. <laughs> on Memorial Day. The, I think it was the 2015 Phillies. Matt Breen, I believe, tweeted about this. I want to pull this up so I make sure that it was actually Matt Breen. Um, yeah, Matt Breen tweeted, uh, the 2015 Phillies lost 99 games and were eight games out of first place on Memorial Day. The 2022 Phillies are ten and a half games out of first place on Memorial Day this year. And there's just no end in sight for this team to get better. And I don't know why we are cursed 
in Philadelphia with these Stone Age coaches and managers and everything. But Joe Girardi, I've been saying it for weeks, if not months now, he's got to go. He has no passion. He shows no drive. He, he adds nothing to this clubhouse. He adds nothing to this team. Last night in his post-game press conference, he says he doesn't think about his job. He's not worried about his job. We just dealt with the same thing with Doc Rivers a month ago. Like, get a grip. You're bad at your job, and it shows. And you should be worried about your job. Anybody who is remotely close, there are very few jobs in sports where you should not be worried about your job. Joe Girardi, you are not one of those people. This is not 2009 again where you won the World Series with the New York Yankees and you can just be content with your job. That's not where you're at right now. You are currently sitting with a below 500 baseball team that has way too much talent to be below 500. You're playing poor defensively. You can't hit. And it's the biggest up and down roller coaster of, oh, pitching's on, but hitting's off. Hitting's on, but pitching's off. There's no consistency. This bullpen is atrocious. I, I just, I have no answers. There's no answers to fix this this year. This is an organizational disaster from top to bottom. I was texting with the Wiz, Christian Wisniewski, uh, one of our video editors and, and bloggers. Andy McPhail set this organization back decades with player development, with roster construction, and just no clear plan during the quote-unquote Phillies rebuild. And he said, Christian said he still thinks the rebuild's going until the Phillies make the playoffs. The rebuild was over the year we started this podcast. The year we started Underground Sports Philadelphia and I was hand over fist banging on you know a table in our old studio, begging and pleading for the Phillies to sign Jake Arrieta. And then it happened. That was the moment that the rebuild ended because that's when the Phillies decided, here's the fork in the road. We can either continue the rebuild for one more year or we start to buy our way out of you know this purgatory. So... You really need to put it in perspective that right now, this is just one, not a good baseball team. Two, even with the expanded playoffs, it doesn't seem like the Phillies are going to be a playoff team because they are currently in the wild card. If you even want to entertain yourself with that. So far out of the wild card. They're five games out of the wild card behind San Diego, St. Louis, San Francisco, who the Phillies play for three games starting uh, today, as you guys are listening and watching this on Monday, um, three games behind the the Braves are three games out of a wild card. The Diamondbacks are three and a half. The Colorado Rockies are four and a half, and then the Phillies are five games out of the last wild card spot. I just there's too much talent on this team for them to be this bad, and for them to be this unclutch and this unlucky. And I feel like there's just no motivation from the coaching staff. Not that they need motivation, but there's no there's no oomph to this team. They're just there. There's no personality. They're all just. It's just. It's a bunch of guys who were were brought here, and there's no team chemistry, and that's a problem. That's a problem. The only guys who are homegrown on this roster, 
are Reese Hoskins, Alec Bohm, Bryson Stott, number 37, who stinks, and then Roman Quinn, if you want to count him, you know, in this mix. Everyone else that is a typical in-the-lineup guy has been brought in via free agency or trade. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week, and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. You know, it, you, you got to have team chemistry, and for whatever reason, this team over the past God knows how long. <laughs> I don't want to kick it all the way back to 2011, but, you know, for all intents and purposes, it's been that long since there's been team chemistry on the Philadelphia Phillies. I don't know what fixes it, but something has to add. This is one of those things where you just have to do something to shake up the team. And if it means firing Joe Girardi, then do it. I, I, I just don't know, you know, John Middleton, he spent his money this offseason, but he's so penny-pinching in the sense of not wanting to pay more money to Gabe Kapler, not paying more money to Matt Klintak, and now I feel like he's just holding back from firing Joe Girardi for the simple fact that he doesn't want to have to pay him on top of the other people that uh, the Phillies are paying that they had to fire because they were not good at their jobs or because there was organizational differences in the sense of Gabe Kapler. I, I just don't know what fixes it. And to me, it's, you know, you see some of these heartbreaking losses like last night against the Mets, like the game against the Braves and Joe Girardi just sits and hangs over the dugout railing. Like no, no emotion, no sense of, you know, urgency, no anger, nothing. And that drives me crazy. That drives me absolutely insane. I'd rather have a manager who's beyond pissed off and wants to see the best out of their teams and get the most out of their players than somebody who's just going to sit there like a wet paper towel and do nothing. Because that's what Joe Girardi has done for the last two and a half seasons now. Since he got here, there's been, there's been nothing. I still question the the mindset that the Phillies front office was in to say we were going to hire Joe Girardi as our next manager after they fired Gabe Kapler because he was doing his TV studio stuff. I, I We talk about this a ton on the show, and it just drives me crazy. You hired a guy who was doing TV to come be your manager who seemed completely content doing TV. Like, Joe Girardi just seems like he has no desire to be in the position he's in. He doesn't want to manage. Like, he gives off the energy of, like, I do not want to be here. Insert that Eric Bledsoe tweet. <laughs> like, uh, 
that's the the vibe and the 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 energy that Joe Girardi gives off, and it's bleeding into the players. It bleeds into the culture of the clubhouse that your manager clearly doesn't want to be here, but he's here anyway. And let's just see what we can go out and do, boys. Let's go see what happens today. It's insane to me. And, you know, if the Phillies have to go through this entire season with Joe Girardi, we're not making the playoffs. That's for damn sure. That's for damn sure. There's, there's, there's no shot that if Joe Girardi is the manager of this team throughout the entire 2022 season that the Phillies are in the playoffs. And the drought will continue. The longest drought in the National League. The second longest drought in all of baseball. The only glimmer of hope I have right now is that Mickey Moniak is joining the team during this series against the Giants. That's the only glimmer of hope I have because you guys know we are Mickey Moniak stands on this podcast. I just I have no answers for the Phillies. They're dead in the water on Memorial Day, and that's not where I expected them to be. The series against the Mets was season-altering, and it absolutely shows. And to all the Mets fans out there, all the New York sports fans out there who think you're you're getting these jokes off and, and you know, coming at Phillies fans, guess what? We hate our team more than you hate our team. We know how bad we are. We understand that. Like you're you're not you're not insulting us, you're not hurting us because we hate our teams more than you hate our teams. Because we know what to expect from them, and when they don't give it, it just puts us into this this mindset of hatred. Okay? So to anybody out there tweeting at me, tweeting at any any Phillies fan, if you're a Mets fan, if you're a Braves fan, if you're a Nationals fan, which I don't know why you'd be tweeting at us because you're even below us and in worse shape. We, we we hate our team. We understand how bad they are. You're not doing anything to hurt us or knock us down a peg or insult us because we understand how bad our team is. Okay? And let, let, let's just square it off there. And thank goodness for the Phillies' sake. Hopefully, you know, with this schedule turning around a little bit, Starting, you know, mid-June almost. You get the Nationals on the schedule a little bit. You don't see the Mets again until August. Which is a good sign. So you get a little Mets reprieve through most of the summer. Which, the way that they stacked all these games against the Mets early on in the season still blows my mind. And I don't know why they did that. Um, I, I just don't understand the logic behind stacking the the front half of your schedule against one team in a month and a half time span. It makes no sense to me. Um, but it's time to fire Joe Girardi. It has been time to fire Joe Girardi. And until it happens, this team's not going to get any better. They're going to continue to get worse. And not that a new manager is going to make them a better team. But the Phillies are not going to be better and moving in a positive direction until Joe Girardi is no longer the manager of this team.
to get the whole podcast hosted by Stephen McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get In The Whole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And I'm tired of the retread coaches. I'm tired of the retread managers. Get somebody in here who's new, who's fresh, full of life, connects with players, and and can get the job done. I'm, I'm tired of bringing in old school coaches who won a decade ago. It doesn't work. It does not work. We, we are dealing with it. We've dealt with it with three teams in this city. Flyers with Vigneault didn't work. Doc Rivers, not working. And now Joe Girardi. Not working. Time to figure something out because it's getting a little too late, a little too quick for this Phillies team. And I don't know what's going to change it. So, John Middleton, this is my plea to you. Dave Dombrowski, this is my plea to you. Because actually, you know, even with Dave Dombrowski, I don't know if he can fix this. I don't know if he can fix this. I don't know if he wants to fix this. He's only got a couple more years left here before he darts to Nashville to start that franchise up. There, There's just no telling the direction for this Phillies team. You know, they had the fork in the road in 2018, chose the let's buy our way out of this, and they're stuck in a number of paths now. And there's there's just no end in sight. So that's, that's where we are as the Philadelphia Phillies. Um... Somebody who doesn't know where they are, and it's typically because they don't know ball. Chris Sims. What an absolute moron. This segment brought to you by the homies over at Pickup. You guys can go to playpickup.com. Start playing the hottest headlines in sports. Uh, rack up points on your fan profiles. Cash them in for prizes on the Pickup Marketplace. That's playpickup.com. Uh, I might make this a prop because content creators make all the props at Play Pickup. I might make this a prop on pickup because the constant disrespect that Chris Sims has for Jalen Hurts blows my mind, and it just proves to me that he doesn't watch football. It just proves to me from this list here, the top 40 quarterback countdown. Remember, Jalen Hurts was like number 42 last year when he did like top 50. The top 40 QB countdown. Number 25. Jalen Hurts, according to Chris Sims. Number 24, Trevor Lawrence. You know what? Trevor Lawrence, uh, I'll give him being in that same stratosphere simply because he's got better weapons around him, he's got a little more protection around him, and he's got a much better coach around him now that actually knows the position of quarterback. I'll give Trevor Lawrence a pass for last year, and this... Potentially being a way for him to improve. Number 23, Justin Fields. Are we joking? Did we not watch what Justin Fields did last year? I get they have a new coach as well, but what have the Bears done to improve anything around Justin Fields? I have no idea who plays for the Chicago Bears. Allen Robinson's gone. David Montgomery? Like, I don't know who plays for the Bears anymore. 
Cole Komet? Is that who you're banking on Justin Fields improving with? Justin Fields being at number 23 is egregious. Number 22, another laughable one, Zach Wilson. Sure, he got, you know, boosts around him in the draft and, and you know, have he has weapons around him, but I'm still taking Jalen Hurts over Zach Wilson at this point in their careers. Are you kidding me? What has Zach Wilson shown in the NFL to prove that he is the number 22 quarterback out of 40 in the NFL? And then number 21, Daniel Jones. Are we fucking kidding this this whole list, you know, I'm removing Trevor Lawrence from the discussion because I'm I'm still kind of high on Trevor Lawrence. I think he can be a good quarterback. Um but Justin Fields, Zach Wilson and Daniel Jones ahead of Jalen Hurts, are you out of your mind? This just proves to me that Chris Sims does not watch football. He simply looks at, you know, spreadsheets and stats and everything and that's how he makes decisions for these lists. And these lists don't mean shit. To anybody out there analyzing these lists that, you know, these these people, these talking head pundits make at all of their networks and everything, they mean nothing. Except showing how smart or dumb you actually can be. And this list proves how dumb Chris Sims is. Because this is back-to-back years where he has just shown how stupid his football knowledge. Just because you played the game doesn't mean you can analyze or talk the game. Okay, there are people that can and there are people that can't. Chris Sims is one of those people. He's just a hater. He's mad that his career didn't work out the way he thought it would. And now he's a talking head, just spewing hot takes. He's a revisionist. He always goes out and and retreads and recreates his, you know, rankings and everything. So anything you see that has Chris Sims' name attached to it, take it with a grain of salt. Don't take it for face value because the dude's an absolute bozo. Jalen Hurts at number 25 is hilarious. He led this team to the playoffs last year, has far improved weapons around him. Another year under Nick Sirianni now. He's finally going to have back-to-back seasons with the same head coach. Offensive line, arguably best The best in football. I just don't understand the Jalen Hurts hate. I don't understand the stupidity of Chris Sims. Um, I'm excited to see who else he has on this list. Ahead of Daniel Jones being at number 21. That's absolutely comical. Um, Let's see here. If any more of this list has come out. Yep. Uh, oh, that's cute. <laughs> Chris Sims also using our font that we use for our podcast for his list. Yeah, so here's his list right now. 21 to 40. Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts, Jameis Winston, Mitch Trubisky, Marcus Mariota, Tua Tagovailoa. Jared Goff, Trey Lance, Sam Darnold, Geno Smith, Tyler Huntley, Davis Mills, Tyrod Taylor, Gardner Minshew, Teddy Bridgewater, Kenny Pickett, and Drew Locke. I think this is also disrespect to Gardner Minshew. I'd rather have Minshew over Tyrod Taylor, over Davis Mills, over Tyler Huntley, over Geno Smith, over Sam Darnold. Trey Lance is unproven. 
I'd rather have Gardner Minshew over Mitch Trubisky. Debating having Gardner Minshew over Jared Goff. That's insane. Chris Sims, what an absolute bozo. Just, <laughs> he's an absolute moron. And that that's all I have to say with that is Chris Sims just doesn't know ball. He, don't take his list for, you know, as gospel. He, he just, he doesn't know ball. And it's okay to not know ball, Chris Sims. But my goodness, man, think about... <laughs> Think about what you're you're writing down or speaking before you put it out there. Remember remember when uh, Herm Edwards on ESPN when he said he would go and talk to the NFL teams about social media? Think before you hit send. Chris Sims, you need to listen to that a couple times because my goodness, man, that is that is just a bad list. And to put Jalen Hurts that far below Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, and Daniel Jones. Buddy, is everything okay? Are, are you watching the same sport we're watching? Are you watching the same players we're watching? Because I don't know if you are. I don't know if you are, Chris Sims. Just absolutely mind-blowing stuff from this uh, so-called analyst. And this, is, this kind of stuff is what sparked us to start our podcast. Is the bullshit that gets spewed like that about... From, from people who don't watch our teams, don't watch the teams we like to talk about and that we are fans of, that's what sparked Underground Sports Philadelphia to get going. We wanted to talk about our teams the way we thought they deserved to be talked about instead of nonsense getting spewed like that. Plain and simple. Um, it, it's just so funny to me that people openly expose themselves to show that they don't watch the sport that they talk about. It's so funny to me. Um, but yeah, Chris Sims, he doesn't know ball, ladies and gentlemen. He does not know ball. Uh, all about the birds. Very engaging uh, Eagles content creators on the Twitter machine. Um, they do a good job, you know, curating the the social media discussions and stuff. And one came across my timeline this week on a number of social media apps too. Um, this one was very, uh, very talked about. Uh, and it was, what choice would you make here? And it's, you know, a bunch of Eagles hypotheticals. Um, so the first one is Dick Vermeil doesn't retire. Uh, the fog bowl gets delayed. Chris Carter finds himself in Philly. So he, you know, thrives in Philadelphia instead of going elsewhere. Randall doesn't get hurt in 1991. Reggie White stays and doesn't go to the Packers. Uh, Donovan McNabb doesn't get hurt in 2003. T.O. healthy in 2004. Carson Wentz is healthy in 2017. Or Alshon catches it. So let me preface this. I was born in 1993. My first Eagles memories are the, you know, early 2000s. 2000. And on is what I remember from Eagles football. The Andy Reid era, if you will. You know, I remember Doug Peterson being the backup quarterback for the Eagles. That's like in my my recollections as a young child. So I wasn't around for Dick Vermeil. I wasn't around for the Fog Bowl. I wasn't around for Chris Carter. Wasn't around for Randall Cunningham. And 
just from stories and everything, I understand and appreciate and admire Reggie White and understand, you know, that whole situation. And I know a lot of people are going to say the, the hypothetical they want is Reggie White stays. But that wasn't in my Eagles fandom, so it didn't really, you know, come into play for me in terms of watching everything that happened. So I'm going to I'm gonna play with the ones that I remember full-blown, remember everything from it. And that's Big Nam Not Hurt in 03, Healthy T.O. in 04, Healthy Wentz in 17, or Alshon catches it. Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already know. You already know. I think that's how it always goes. like 45 minutes and we're at like Chelsea. What are we doing? Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I'm Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. Healthy T.O. in 04, I'm taking off the board right away because he came back for the Super Bowl, performed the way he did in the Super Bowl, and is not the reason the Eagles lost the Super Bowl to the Patriots. You know, T.O. for the most part in 04 was healthy, and it didn't really affect the Eagles one way or another in terms of getting to, like, they got to the Super Bowl even with T.O. injured, Um, and then he came back for the Super Bowl, so... I'm not all that concerned um, with that one. So I'm taking healthy T.O. and 04 off the board. Biggest one is, you know, T.O. stays in Philadelphia. That's what I would switch it to. T.O. stays. They pay T.O. What happens then? McNabb hurt in 03 is a tough one because they should have beaten the Panthers in the NFC Championship game. Um, that one always stung because I felt like that was the Eagles best chance to go beat the Patriots too, um, in that era of Eagles football. So that one's definitely tough. Healthy Wentz in 17, like sure, but the Eagles went on to win the Super Bowl. (laughs) Like if Wentz is healthy, who knows what happens? You know, that that's one of those things that I want to leave that alone that, that, you know, who knows? Does he win MVP, but do they win the Super Bowl? Who's to say? You know what I mean? Um, that one I always try to stay away from because it's like we reached the pinnacle even though Carson Wentz got hurt in 2017. You know, we we, we saw our MVP candidate go down, but we're able to still get to the top of the mountain with the backup and the Eagles go on to win the Super Bowl. 
Now, who's to say what happens if he stays healthy in 17? The Eagles still win the Super Is Carson Wentz still here? More than likely. But I wouldn't trade that 2017 season for anything. That was the best season of Eagles football that until something else tops it, which I don't know if anything ever will because it was the first. A healthy Wentz in 17, taking it off the board because the Eagles reached the pinnacle of what they were trying to do that season and they won the Super Bowl even without a healthy Wentz. So the two that I'm really back and forth, I talked about McNam not hurt in 03. That one was tough. I'm keeping that on the board. And then Alshon catches it, and that's the one against the Saints uh, in 2018, where if he catches it, you know, who knows what happens, but it more than likely was going to lead to the Eagles going on and beating the Saints, going to the NFC Championship game to play that Rams team, and who knows what happens. Um, that was the That was the one that stuck out to me the most is Alshon catching it because in that moment and still to this day I truly believe in my heart of hearts if Alshon caught that ball the Eagles are back-to-back Super Bowl champions because that Patriots team the following year was not that good they were not as good as the team that the Eagles beat in Super Bowl 52 and that Rams team was beatable they were so beatable um and that's the biggest what if from that era, from like 17 to 20. You know, the Doug Peterson era is if Alshon catches that ball, do the Eagles get trophy number two? And do they go back to back? Are they the first team since the Patriots to go back to back and win Super Bowls two years in a row? So it's tough, you know. McNam not hurt in 03 potentially leads to the Eagles winning the Super Bowl against the Patriots. Um, you know, beating that bad Panthers team that shouldn't have even made it to the Super Bowl. Very similar to that Rams team. And then Alshon catches it. Does Nick Foles lead the Eagles to back-to-back Super Bowls and become a, a full-blown, full-throttle Philadelphia legend? Not that he already isn't, but you know what I mean. Those are the two that that really uh, stuck out to me with my era of Eagles fandom. It was McNabb staying healthy in 03 and Alshon catching it. Randall not getting hurt in 91. A lot of people tell me about that and talk about it where if that doesn't happen, the Eagles potentially win the Super Bowl with Randall that year. Um. So that's also an interesting one. I don't really understand or know the Dick Vermeil not retiring one. Um, Fog Bowl delayed. Who knows what happens, but I mean, that's one of the cooler stories in NFL history. Um, and then Reggie White staying. Obviously, he's like franchise legend. You know, you, you want those type of guys to stay. Reggie White leaving, in my opinion. And I could be totally wrong on this, so if you're an older Eagles fan, I apologize ahead of time. But Reggie leaving was that era of Eagles football, the equivalent to Brian Dawkins leaving for my era of Eagles football. Brian Dawkins is a it, that's another hypothetical that even though Doc was towards the tail end of his career, he still had a lot of juice in the tank, and the Eagles just willingly letting a franchise icon like that walk. 
in free agency still doesn't sit right with me to this day. Um, and I'm glad he was, you know, part of the team in, uh, in 2017 where he was able to get a ring as, you know, a, a front office member. Um, but yeah, I mean, great questions from all about the birds. They do great work, uh, over there and it's, it's a great list, but I think the two that really make you think and really like make you contemplate, man, what would have happened, um, for my era of Eagles football is McNabb not hurt in 03 and then Alshon catching it in 2018 against the Saints. And I think I lean Alshon catching it. Um, because here's how my what if brain works. And, you know, this all stems from, you know, my Marvel and Star Wars brain and everything we talk about over on streamer season, which you have, if you haven't checked out that episode where we talked about Obi-Wan and Stranger Things, go check that out now. Um, more content with that coming on Wednesday, but McNam not getting hurt in 03. Say they beat the Panthers. They go on to the Super Bowl. They beat the Patriots in 03. That's the first Eagles Super Bowl in franchise history. I think that alters so many things down the line and, and the trickle-down effect of this happens, so now all of this new stuff potentially happens where who knows if 2017 happens. If 2017 happens, it's not as special and as, you know, exciting because 03 is the first Super Bowl rather than 2017. It's a different storyline and a different uh, mindset because number one already happened. Now you're going for number two and, you know, all the storylines and all the stuff. It's like, oh, well, you know, if we don't get it, at least we have one. No, I, I think it changes a lot. So I think Alshon catching it is the one that I lean towards the most and while it would have been cool to see Donovan McNabb win a Super Bowl because he is the most, you know, electric and dynamic and, and best quarterback in franchise history, I think there's still something special about 2017 happening the way that it did and that being the first Super Bowl in franchise history. And then if Alshon catches it and potentially leads to the Eagles being back-to-back -back champs for the first time since the Patriots, um, I, I think that's the one I lean towards is Alshon catching it. Um, so yeah, I'll, uh, I'll retweet this from all about the birds on our account and, uh, make sure you guys check them out because they do awesome stuff talking about the Eagles. Um, but yeah, Alshon catching it in 2018, I think is the, is the one for my era of Eagles football. If I haven't prefaced that enough, um, but let me know in the YouTube comment sections, let me know on the Apple podcast reviews. What uh which option you would pick? Dick Vermeil doesn't retire. The fog bowl gets delayed. Chris Carter finding himself in Philly. Uh, Randall doesn't get hurt in '91. Reggie White stays in Philly. McNabb not hurt in '03. To healthy in '04. A healthy Wentz in 2017. Or Alshon catches it in 2018 against the Saints. Let me know what you guys think in the YouTube comment section. Uh, very fun hypothetical right there to really get the brain juices flowing here on this holiday to kick off the summer uh, when the Phillies are down in their laurels. Um, also, Philadelphia Union still waiting to hear back on if you want to uh, take me up on that date. Very big game they had the other day against the New England Revolution, salvaging a point there. 
scoring, uh, you know, in the substitution, which was really sick to see. Um, so they're off for a little bit until June 18th against Cincinnati. Uh, and they're not back at home again until June 29th against Chicago. But looking at August 6th, Philadelphia Union, let's have a first date. Let's have some fun. Um, and right now in the standings, Union are second uh, in the Eastern Conference, one point behind that fraudulent New York City FC. Um, last bit that I have here is, uh, why can't we just have nice things in Philadelphia? The Boston Celtics are going to the NBA Finals. The stupid-ass New York Rangers are, are still in the Stanley Cup playoffs playing well. And the dumbass New York fucking Mets are in first place. Why can't we have nice things? The Phillies are just down. The Flyers are non-existent. The Sixers are, are the Sixers. At least we have the Eagles in the Union. Um, and that's where I also say, if you're a Philadelphia sports fan, down on your laurels, waiting for football season, I'm telling you, check out the Premier Lacrosse League. It kicks off this coming weekend. It's going to be on ESPN. We're going to be covering it full-blown for the Outside the Box podcast, which you can catch on YouTube every Friday and on your podcast feeds there as well. It's myself and uh, and DJ. We're, we're going to be on the road. We're going to be covering the, the league like we do every single year. I'm super excited and thankful to be back out on the road, third year on the road, fourth year covering the league. Uh, excited to see all the players, see the boys back out there. And uh, it feels like it's been so long and yet so quick that, you know, the PLL has happened. Um, obviously, you know, we were down in D.C. for the championship game this year. Championship games in Philly at the Union Stadium. Bunch of Philly athletes, bunch of Philly ties to the league. Um, so make sure you check out the PLL, um, especially if you're a Wings fan. I know I'm sure you're already checking it out, but say you just got into lacrosse this year. Uh, the PLL is electric atmosphere it's you know take the nuances of hockey and basketball soccer and the physicality of football mash them all together we all know the traditional big four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons but what if i told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football baseball basketball or hockey come join me Dom Ponteri and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. That's lacrosse. It's the fastest game on two feet and uh, it's coming to a city near you. I'm going to be in Albany, New York this coming weekend. Going to be all over the place um, covering the league. So make sure you guys check out the PLL on ESPN. Check out the Outside the Box podcast for the best goddamn lacrosse coverage on the planet. And make sure you guys are following us on the socials at UndergroundPHI on Twitter, Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And leave those five-star ratings and reviews on Apple, five-star ratings on Spotify. It really helps the show grow, helps more people find it. And uh, join our Twitter community as well uh, on the Twitter machine. 
to just talk Philly sports, talk all that good stuff. And uh, make sure you're subscribed to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel as well. Hit the like button, click the bell icon so you don't miss a single video that we put out. Get ready. Underground Cheesesteaks is in the works. We're we're getting a lot of suggestions. Also, leave your cheesesteak recommendations, your cheesesteak spot of choice in the comments section. We're getting a list together, uh, and Dom and I are going to start filming those uh, episodes for that series very, very soon. So make sure you uh, stay tuned for Underground Cheesesteaks because uh, it's coming to the YouTube channel near you. Big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And of course, Tomahawk Shades. Go to TomahawkShades.com. Use promo code USP for 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. Kenwood Beer. Go to KenwoodBeer.com and use the Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And of course, please drink responsibly. And Bino Board, go to BinoBoard.com. That's B I N H O B O A R D.com. And use our code Bino USP for 10% off your order at BinoBoard.com. This has been episode number 433 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm your boy KB. And until Wednesday, with Matt back in studio and us talking. All types of talk. Uh, recapping the Survivor finale as well on Wednesday night, so stay tuned for that. But until then, I'm getting the heck out of here. Be good, be safe, and I am signing off. Peace. Peace.